0: passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis, Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode I am excited today. I'm excited every episode, by the way. I went back and listened to all of my recordings and I say, I'm delighted or I'm excited. I'm really excited or I'm delighted or I'm excited for every single podcast I do. Even after all this time, I'm really excited for every opportunity that I have because I know I'm going to learn today and I know that those that are listening are going to learn today. So today our guest is Catalina and uh, we practiced the name we gave up. I give up. So Catalina with Loan Sense, and we're going to talk today very specifically about something that has to do with student loans. And so if you're a real estate agent and you're listening, hang in because you want to hear this. If you're an entrepreneur, hang in because you may have student loans. (laughs) You may have student loans that you need to have get restructured, get paid off, have some relief from, and that is exactly what Catalina does. She helps people reduce debt and increase home affordability. And that's really what the key is, because we know that's an issue. She helps people save loans, you know, so they don't go away because someone doesn't qualify. And as a result, prevent loan drop off or conversion ratios dropping for loan officers, maintain their pipeline and increase sales. You know, the thing is, it's not just for loan officers, it's also for real estate agents. So real estate agents need to hear this message as well. When they're talking to clients that say, you know, I really want to buy But instead, I'm going to rent because I know I have student loans and I don't qualify. And that's the trigger. That's the trigger they should be hearing as well. So welcome to our show, Catalina. I'm so delighted to have you here today. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it. Happy to have you. absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk about what you do, because I know it's a plug and play. For those of you watching, I have a piece of hair across my eye and I can't figure it out. (laughs) But, you know, I know that you have a plug and play system that loan officers can tap into for their clients. And, you know, when I think about a plug and play system, it reminds me of credit restoration as well. So I know that you're uniquely different than credit restoration. So kind of walk us through how do we get engaged with you as opposed to an engagement with credit restoration? And then we'll talk about what you actually do.
2: Right. Absolutely. So I'll address the concern first on how we're not credit restoration. Yeah, um, yeah. So the rising trend of this generation, those under 45, yeah, is high debt to income. And that is the number one reason people are disqualified from financing, which essentially disqualifies them from buying a house and the real estate transaction as well, right? It's actually not due to credit, needing credit dispute letters or needing to restore their credit. It's because they have too much consumer debt, okay? And that consumer debt comes in the form of credit card, car payments, but increasingly student loan debt. So what we do is we help people reduce their debt to income so they can qualify for mortgage, leading with student loan debt because there are so many federal relief programs Mm -hmm. that people can enroll in That will literally reduce that payment and give them interest subsidy if they file into the program. Loan Sense does all of that, right? So we're different from credit restoration because we don't touch the credit report. We don't touch credit repair. We really are a comprehensive advisory solution that is tech-enabled to help people reduce the DTI, including student debt and other forms of debt, but leading with student debt because it's the number one barrier for those under 45.
1: Yes, So let me ask you about that. What prior to COVID, the average consumer had $46,000 in auto loans, (laughs) auto loans. Hopefully they haven't had to buy gas as often. And so they could pay that off faster. Let's hope people did that, you know? (laughs) So I look at that and I'm thinking, you know, there's probably going to be some type of a shift because of COVID. People maybe don't feel like they need a second car. And so they're selling cars, whatever. What's happening in The student loan and educational piece of this because we don't universities we're hearing it left and right people the enrollment in universities is starting to decline or maybe it's just shifting into distance learning but where do you see this for the future going we already have a segment that needs some relief but where do you see this for the future is this something that down the road is going to be a little more diminished or you see that it's going to continue to grow because people are working from home. And now they say, you know, I actually can go to school. What are your thoughts? Yeah.
2: So anyways, I love that question. The largest segment of consumers with student debt aren't actually people that graduate with a degree about 15 million Americans go to school, start school and never get a degree. Yeah. So you can enroll for a semester, take six credits, get access to student loans, and use those funds for outside expenses that's not that's outside of tuition as well. Like fourteen percent of student loan money goes to alcohol, for example, they did a study. So there's all kinds of things you can buy, oh my God, expenses. So what I'm saying is is a lot of people get access to these funds and they use it for Other things outside of education education. and may not actually even get a degree. And I'm not saying anything wrong with that. I'm saying the system has made it so that everyone can access these funds and it's inflating the amount of debt people are taking for education, right? So the trend moving forward, obviously, we're going to have a huge change in the way people think of education. I think there's going to be a huge proliferation of online education. Google recently released six month certificates for like project managers, UX designers. So, and Google is saying we're going to treat this six month certification like a college degree. So, I think, and it's $49 a month. So, I think what's going to happen is tech companies and other companies are going to come out and say, hey, we're going to, you could do this certificate program and we'll hire you for a decent wage job. So, it's competing with the structure of four year degrees. And I think four year institutions are really going to have to rethink how they go about educating young yeah. Americans, right? Yeah, because
1: nobody really cares where you graduated from anymore. It's what you can do, you know, and we already know that it's already, you know, it used to be that way. It used to be, you know, where did you graduate from and do you have the degree? And now it's, what can you do? Because, you know, we have the largest segment of the market being Gen Y, right? And they're giggers, right? They do gigs. They're not so interested in having a real job. They do gigs. So. Yeah, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, moving forward. So, so I want to talk about this. It was funny. I was on a my own. <laughs> I was like, where was I? I had a workshop a couple of weeks or last weekend, and we had Dave Stevens on, who's a dear friend of mine and was the former CEO of Mortgage Bank Association. He does a lot of statistical stuff. He was with HUD, and one of the questions that was posed in the chat was about student loans. You know, do you see that we're going to have any relief with student loans? Yep. With the new administration and, and all of that, because we do have a tsunami of home ownership that's about ready to enter our marketplace in the mortgage and real estate space and that being in the multi dimension of you know ethnicity that's coming in because there's going to be some additional home ownership relief that comes in for that sake. I mean, just generally it's going to come in, right. but it's going to provide a tsunami. And so everybody said, Well, you know, so this question was. Well, that's great. Except that if they still have this crazy student loan, nobody's going to qualify. No one's going to be able to qualify. So it was just interesting. They brought that in. His response was, well, probably won't see much happening. So that's a good thing for you (laughs) because now you're a source, right? You're a resource
2: for people. Let me address that. First of all, as an entrepreneur, I don't, wish for an existence of a problem to make my business exist. So I want to solve a problem to help people. If the problem's been solved, I'll move on to solve another, that's number one. So the myth that we I need a persistent problem to exist as a business is, is false. Number two, because debt's gonna be a problem no matter what, and there's no real comprehensive debt management and debt planning solution out there that's been tech enabled, that's been effective in the marketplace. So that is what we're focusing on. Student debt is not our only concern. Here's the thing. We don't need to wait for student loan relief. There's already very generous student loan relief. That's the thing people don't understand. Two thirds of Americans qualify to reduce their payments. Once it gets kicked in by the way, this weren't cares act $0 payments right now. If a person works for a nonprofit or has experienced a drop in wages because of this pandemic, basically two thirds of Americans before this pandemic qualify to reduce their monthly loan payment. And those right. are programs that are already in existence that Obama put into effect. Right. The problem is people mean. don't know what paperwork to file, where to go, and LoanSense solves that problem. We do that all for the consumer. So don't wait on, oh, is there gonna be relief? There's already tons of relief, okay? It's just a matter of understanding what relief you qualify for. And that's yeah. what LoanSense does. We plug into the lending process, but also we have tools if a real estate agent wants to even put us up on their website as a tool, right? The point is, is, we estimate what that reduction amount is, and then we help the individual manage that loan and share back all the debt to income calculations, even back with their lender so that the lender doesn't have to understand any student loan policy or mortgage credit rules to be able to help that individual. So. I'm saying don't wait for any extra laws to pass. Get relief today if you need it in order to achieve your goals. Yeah, I think that's great. How does this affect credit
1: generally, scores, et cetera, when you're in a relief program, which, you know, I asked you in the green room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's going to be a question It's like, wait a minute, there's got to be a catch here whenever we reduce that. It's being tagged on to the end, or I'm going to be shown as being late payments. Help us make sure that we understand that because if people want to use this program, they need to fully understand how to be able to share this with their client.
2: Okay. So it does not negatively impact your credit. What it does is instead of showing the fully amortized amount on your credit report, it shows that reduced payment amount. As long as people, and by the way, it could be reduced all the way to $0, depending on how much you earn. So as long as you're making that payment, you are improving your credit. It's when people can't afford the payment and they don't understand the relief options and they just stop paying it and go into default, which one in five Americans are doing, that is when it's going to hurt your credit. So by reducing your payment and actually being able to afford the payment, you're improving your credit by about nine to 20 points over three to six payments. So, and of, of course, once you reduce your loan payment and have funds to pay off other debt, then you continue to improve your credit score. Yeah, yeah. So we're really helping consumers figure out how to get out of a crushing student debt burden so they can focus those funds on other forms of debt that may be higher interest that don't have federal government relief so that they can get their debt to income ratio in a standing to be able to qualify in three to six months instead of three years because they're not able to right. figure it out on their own. Right. And that's what we do. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Loans.
1: I know that, you know, one of the things that you had told me was student debt is the number one barrier to home ownership. Two thirds of millennials have student debt. Consumers are pushing off home ownership four to five years because of student debt. And eight out of 10 borrowers are denied a mortgage because of student debt. I want to talk about the consumers are pushing off home ownership four to five years. What do you see as a, cha- I'm going to ask you some market things. This has nothing to do with the loan part. But what do you see as the challenge if we put more people in the position to be able to buy? Given the fact that we are seeing, I just talked to a client the other day, they had 56 offers, <laughs> 56 offers on a home, and that was in Utah. And, you know, yeah. what do you see as the challenge for people that want to get into home ownership, but then are challenged now not to be able to? having to go through the process, just having to go through this process and having you saying, well, gosh, I did all this work and now I can't even get the house I want to do. What is your take on what's happening in the marketplace? It's just a general, what is your take what's happening in the marketplace?
2: So first and foremost, I just want to say something about the eight out of 10 people that are denied, not necessarily because of student debt, eight out of 10 that come into a lender's pipeline don't ultimately leave with an ability to get that financing. And the leading reason is high debt to income. And for those under 45, it's driven by student debt. So it's not exactly, I just wanted to clarify that Uh from a market perspective. Okay. So like every economic equation, right? There's supply and demand. So what loan sense is assisting, especially moderate income Americans, those are typical users 45,000 to about $70,000 as an individual, not family earning power, Right. So our goal is to help more middle-income Americans achieve the dream of home ownership. Of course, we can help those with higher income and higher debt, but our focus is really on this middle-income American because that's who needs the most help right now. There's the supply and demand side. So the demand side, we're, fix- we're helping with the demand side. We're helping prepare more consumers so that we don't have a second-class renting citizenship forever, right, because of the yeah. debt burden. Then there's the supply side of housing. What is broken in the U.S. right now, unfortunately, that we're not actively attempting to solve is we're working on that supply side. I'm sorry, demand side of the equation and not the supply side. A lot of things need to happen in the U.S. infrastructure and construction and figuring out how to build homes for cheaper, figuring out how to make homes more flexible to the needs of this generation, which is moving to like smaller size homes because we're having smaller families. There's a lot of things that need to happen on the supply side of housing that we're not necessarily tackling that need to be addressed. And it's part of the persistent problem. It's just economics, right? If we continue to decrease interest rates, there's going to be an influx of people interested in housing because interest rates are so low. But the supply side of housing doesn't exist. We can't construct fast enough. So it's just that general equation. And while interest rates are low, that's just going to be a persistent problem, right? Yeah. So well, yeah. how do I address it? I mean, you be prepared, you be competitive, yeah. you be an offer that's more attractive, right? Or maybe you just wait and it's not today you're going to buy. Maybe it, it has to be three, six eight months from now, right? So I don't know absolutely the answer, but I understand yeah. what's happening in
1: the problem. Oh, yeah, no, and it's not an a- Yeah, and I I wasn't asking for your answer. I was just asking for your opinion on it. Yeah, because I have opinions on it too. You know, I think that, I mean, one of the things that we're seeing springing up here in our area is people buying, um, developers buying land. And then instead of developing a whole bunch of houses with driveways, and I mean, they do and all that stuff, they're doing little houses. Right, tiny houses uh, in a, a complete neighborhood. It's like a camp. It's almost like a homeless camp thing. <laughs> but but it's like complete neighborhoods of tiny homes, you know. And these are people that are just buying, saying, "Look, I I just need to buy something. I need to get in the game and be part of this." And they're permanent and all that. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I also think, I think there's going to be a big conversion of commercial into condominiums.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think where all these, these vacant buildings with offices will be turned into some walls will be knocked down, whatever, and do some condo conversions, totally different than we used to in the past where we converted from apartments to, but -hmm. now we're going to convert from commercial to because what's going to, these things are just going to sit there. It's just going to be the craziest thing in the world. Okay. So I'm a loan officer and I, you know, heard, I'm hearing what you're saying and I'm saying, yeah, just shut up and get to the bottom line on this. (laughs) <laughs> how do I get engaged with you? How can I close more business? How can I get more people to qualify? If I were in those that are listening in here, you know, I'm all about action. So what would I do? One, I would get back to all my clients that didn't qualify. Two, I would share this with my realtor colleagues and my financial planner colleagues because people that have student loans, a lot of people that have student loans also go to financial planners for advice. So it depends And on lenders the, too. Yeah, the scalability. And I would do a class on this. Of course I would do a class. I'd do a webinar on it and say, hey, I have something new for us as we start heading into the new marketplace. What am I going to do with you? How do I engage with you to introduce you or my client to you?
2: Yep. So we, well, first of all, we have tons of materials so that lenders, realtors can share with on social with their own clients, right? People that they've engaged, but denied. If they have an email list, they can use our materials. That's one way. Another way is we also have recorded webinars that we're happy to share, as well as if you have a, you know, a group of a certain size, we're happy to even like do one live and answer questions. But basically like the live webinar, it also acts as a product demo, right? Yeah. So those are two yeah. ways, Like get our materials, share them, invite a group of your network, right? That helps you, whatever that kind of Power core group of people you rely on to close transactions, right? Invite them, your lender, your planners, your realtor colleagues, your lender colleagues, your brokerage, right? Yeah. And yeah. invite us, come to a demo. We're happy to talk about the problem we solve, the tech enabled solution. And basically, we'll work with you, whether you want it to be just a direct referral or whether you want our technology tools on your site and just tech enable the process, right? Um, if you want us to hook into, send information to your um, CRM even there's like ways we can directly work together or ways that we can just work on a referral basis. So I'd invite you to learn more. And Jen, I believe you have a special link to share that you'll get a special offer. If you come through Jen's podcast and do you have that by chance? I think it's bit. slash. Oh yeah, we'll put it in the show
1: notes. Yeah, okay, we'll put okay, it in cool. The show notes, cause
2: yeah, so <laughs> I have no
1: idea what it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's just you go to a really short. You give us your email, phone number, and then we book a time with you if you're interested, or we'll just follow up with more information. So. Okay.
1: Do you keep people updated on what's happening? Do you have yep. a way, a mechanism that you keep loan officers updated as to yep. where you know whether the client has entertained that or not?
2: Yeah. So first of all, two forms of updates. If you sign up at the Bitly link, you will be on our email list and we send out information weekly. Also, yes, we absolutely keep you updated by working with you. And as a referral source, we keep leads in your pipeline at all times. That means that you refer them to us for one reason because they have student debt. And they want to close now, but student debt is the main impediment. We can help them get that lower and manage their student debt in about three weeks' time. If other forms of debt, it takes longer. But basically what we do is we keep you updated. Like when the debt to income is reduced, like for the lender, for example, we keep them informed. We keep in communication with the lender. So if the consumer gets a session with our loan advisor We'll even CC any communication to the loan officer if the consumer consents, right? Nice. So we basically keep the loan officer in the loop and help them understand the DTI and the impacts of the DTI once we work with our client.
1: Yeah, I think this is really interesting because, you know, there's credit restoration where the credit restoration company will keep us apprised of the credit score. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about here at Loan Sense is keeping them, I say like us, like I'm still doing this, us yeah. apprised. Of the DTI, the DTI, you know, position that's in there. Okay, that sounds good. How has the consumer responded to this? In the sense that is this? I don't want to talk price, but I want to say, is this really expensive? Is this moderately expensive? Is it, you
2: know, in? Yeah, we could talk price, but basically, let me just say this: the average student loan savings we receive. If you come to our information session, we tell you exactly who to refer. We save about $600 on average, and we help improve home affordability by about $100,000 on average. So the value is huge because then that $600 can go pay off other debt if they're not ready today, or that $600 can actually increase affordability by reducing the debt to income, right? And we share Mm -hmm. back all the DTI calculations across all mortgage types, FHA, Fannie, Freddie, VA, USDA, right? So the loan officer doesn't have to guess the policy. On what is the credit policy again? We take that equation out. The okay. consumer pays us if they just want assistance enrolling in the program, which is mostly tech enabled. It's like a turbo tax for student loan experience. It's $129. Turbo you know, tax. I love I'm it. sorry. Turbo tax for home loans. I love it. Well, it's turbo tax for student loans, right? Yeah, for student loans. Share back the know, DTI. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But we share back the DTI with the lender. And then if they want to speak to a loan expert and get a comprehensive plan, it's 399 dollars we especially recommend it for those that are bad student loan standing, like they've had their wages garnished. They're in default. They, yeah, aren't. they need more. Yeah. 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 Or they work for a nonprofit government can get a lot of loan relief. We recommend that. Or they are going to get married, want to buy a house and have no understanding of marriage implications on their student loan payment. Your student loan payment can double or triple if you don't understand, because if you get married and you file your income taxes jointly. Now they can count your spouse's income to pay your student loan. So we really help people understand, like if they're going to get married, they want to buy a house. Like we, We're we a holistic planner. So even after they close, Loan Sense will still be there. So if they get communication from their servicer they don't understand, they can still connect with us and we'll be supportive and help them with their goals and objectives along the lifetime of their student loan. Okay. So it's really a way to for you to continue to provide that added support. And if you're a lender and you directly integrate with us and we serve them, we can also share back information on the consumer as long as they consent back with that lender. So if they can refinance or they're a great candidate to refinance, take money out and pay down their student loan. Those are product offerings most lenders have never even thought about offering. Like we can point out those candidates. So we have a huge data play with Loan Sense and working with lenders so that we can assist more consumers achieve their goals as efficiently and as possible. So that's how I love works. that.
1: Um, when you say that 80% of people, you know, were el- or maybe I don't have my number right, but 80% of people were eligible for student debt relief prior to COVID, you know, just generally are. Why wouldn't someone be eligible? Is it if they make too much money? Because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, I'm here in the Washington, D.C. area. We have highly paid professionals who have highly high, high, high debt, like two, $300,000 of student loans and they so, make 300. 000. So they still need relief. It's, it's a, a scalable law. You know, I just feel like it's a lot of scales and it, sometimes it bothers me yeah. that some people get relief because they make money less than a certain amount of money. When someone, there's no
2: income cap. cap, there's no income cap. It's all about debt to income. So here's an okay. example. If you want to talk about high earners, we helped a doctor get 280,000 of forgiveness plus $117 refund from the US Treasury and overpayments. So they qualify based on the debt to income ratio and they qualify also based on who their employer is, what their profession is. So it's not about the earning potential. The reason I talk about middle income Americans is because they're the people that a high student debt amount impacts their ability to afford the most. It's not because we can't serve higher earning people. It's just that it impacts their debt to income a little less for the most part because they earn more money, right? So just to clarify, it's not that higher earning people don't qualify and can't qualify. And to address this statistic, two thirds of Americans qualify to reduce their payments. It's not that it's lower because of COVID. It's that COVID has put people on zero interest and zero dollar payments right now. So the impacts on their student loans isn't really felt right now because they're not making payments, but it still affects the DTI, completely affects the DTI because the DTI still counts that student loan, even if the consumer if isn't paying. Yeah. Even so, right? So we need to help change and re- and get the payment changed, even if it's officially recorded at zero, so that we can lower the DTI, so that people can close. Right. Um, just to clarify that.
1: Yeah. No. I totally get that. I I certainly understand that piece of it. Thank you very much for clarifying that. For me as well. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, what is going to be the best way? Now, we have the affiliate link here, obviously, and that's probably the best way. And by the way, it's bit.ly forward slash gender It's bit.ly forward slash gender But we'll have that link, obviously, in the notes for everybody. But what is the best way for someone to get involved in this? Is it just to go ahead and go through that affiliate link? And then that'll be the nice portal for you to get some little benefits and whatnot. And that's where they can get the demo if they want to have the demo or should be calling you directly and saying, Hey, we want to do something in our branch. We want to do something in our brokerage firm.
2: Yeah. So I recommend going through that link because then we're giving three months of free use of our tools through that link. So that's the best possible way. If you have additional questions, of course, we always want to be available to yeah. answer that. And you can email us at sales at which um, our partnership and sales team will automatically get back to you. Or you could just text or call us at 734-203-0101. That is our office number and but now since we're out of office it's linked to like our cell phones right but the point (laughs) is is you can even text it you could text to schedule you can email us whatever formats best for you but we recommend obviously going to the bitly link because then we can we we know that they're tracked to this offer and we will we're pretty responsive through that format as well so we won't forget you don't worry (laughs)
1: Sounds good. What would you like to leave us with if a you know a loan officer and a and a real estate agent and some you know, financial planner, entrepreneurs listening? What would you like to leave us with today in helping us grow our business?
2: Yeah. So what I want to leave the lending, the home ownership journey audience, whether you're trying to buy a home, you're helping people transact, is I know oftentimes as people running your own businesses that we often think about, you know, how much money we're making. Did I close this transaction? Did I not? But I always try to remember that behind every denial that a person receives is a human, you know, and a human who is told no without understanding their options is a human that is hard. It's hard for them. And it actually can boost your business. If you help give that human, they're not, they're a trash funnel in a lot of lenders eyes and a lot of real estate eyes, like real estate brokerage eyes, right? Because it's about numbers, dollars and cents, but behind those numbers, dollars and cents and transactions are humans. And loan sense can really help even be on an adverse action letter that denies someone be a resource of support and help link them back when they're ready, because the reality is so few people will ever come back to you if you don't provide those additional resources, but if you do and they remember that and and we're connected to you already, we can get them back. That can literally boost your business and you're just treating them and humanizing the no, right? And so I just want to say, like, remember behind every transaction is that human and some humans need more help than others to figure out how to get back. And our goal is really to help every American, like, understand the steps to make home ownership possible. And we can't realize that truth if we're not giving people the supportive resources they need to get there. And yeah. so other than, I, just I, yeah, yeah. Even I, as a CEO, even though I'm not meeting with people day in and day out, like my loan counselors are, I try to listen in to these quality control calls because I want to remember who, we represent and who we serve, right? And what we're trying to achieve for them. And so it's huge. So I want to thank you for your work. And I just want to leave you with that because we just hear stories every day and it's heartbreaking. And we just want to be part of the solution for more Americans to achieve their yeah. dreams, so
1: yeah, and, and I appreciate that, and I think that the listeners in this podcast already know that they know that <laughs> equity income for them, right? We don't just poo poo everybody away and say, "Sorry, we can't help you." Don't worry about it. I mean, that's how we level up and become a master. That's why it's called mortgage lending mastery. That's how we become a master and an expert. We don't just do transactions; we do relationship, right? Ensure that we have that annuity income in the future. Hence, the reason that I have you on here, you know, and yet another tool in our toolbox to help make that happen and manifest it. So I want to thank you so much, Catalina, for being with us today. We are So excited to hear what you're doing and all the wonderful work that you're doing to help people out there, but also help people grow their businesses Mm -hmm, in addition to that. So thank you so much for taking your time today. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Mortgage Lending Mastery. And again, please give us a great five-star rating and don't forget to do a review. We like those reviews to continually come in. So we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery Membership Community, where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets